A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you will lose your heartache. Whatever you wish for you Have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining through. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing the dreams that you wish will come true. Yes, yes, yes. A dream is a wish your heart makes. And you must have wished for a new episode of Tea with Thompson because here I am. And here goes another episode of Tea with Thompson, the one-stop shop for all things random because such is my life. If you are one of the amazing human beings who tune in each and every week to hear me ramble on about this, that, and everything, well, welcome back. As always, I deign to entertain and give you just a tad bit of information on what's going on outside of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you know, have to educate the children these days because if it's not on a social media platform, they will not be informed, you know, because to them, all news comes from Facebook. If you are a new listener to the show, well, welcome. I'm Thompson. This is a podcast, Once Weekly, where I try to just give you a little bit of this, that, and everything about what's going on in the world around us, as well as the daily telenovela that is my life, you know? If you are offended by words like shit, damn, and fuck, well, I'm sorry. But this is probably not the show for you. Even though I do not throw them out like an AK-47, they are here. So if those words offend you, then just go ahead, slide to the left, leave a little comment, and go about your day. Because you will not have a good time here. But if you... Like a little bit of spice to your life, you know, like a little bit of whiskey in your tea, you know, like a little bit of whiskey in your Coke, you know. Um, Stay tuned because we have some things that we're going to discuss today. So, as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy the fucking show. So I really didn't know where I should put this in this week's episode, you know, because it's, it was such a life altering event that it's not really, um, it, it, it shouldn't really go in what's the tea because it's not really current news. Um, but this week marks the 20th anniversary of the attacks on 9-11. So September 11th, 2001, I I think I was in middle school. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive 
I was in middle school. Um, I remember to the T what was going on that day. So on September 11th, um, I went to school like normal, you know, and I'm sitting in my home ec class, you know, um, and in home ec, we were making teddy bears this, and, um, I was making this cute little hedgehog and I was sewing him by hand. And, um, I remember I had gotten his ears done and he had two little ears. I had gotten his ears done and his body done and his feet. And, um, so we're sitting there and then all of a sudden, uh, the teacher gets a phone call and she leaves the room. So we're all kind of like, what's going on? Because she, And then she comes back and she's like, put everything away. Go back to your homerooms. Because, you know, in like middle school and high school, you have your homeroom, which is the first class you go to when you first get to school, basically where they take your attendance to make sure that you ain't being a hooligan or something and skip in class. So um, we go back to our homerooms and all the teachers look frantic. And I just remember being like, there was a an air of thickness in the air. There was, the school just felt heavy, but no one really knew what was going on because, you know, back then we really didn't have cell phones. I mean, we did, but texting wasn't really a thing yet. Um, so everyone's kids kind of like, what's going on? And um, I remember exactly what I had on because I hated this outfit. I had these ugly solid black ashy ass felines and y'all know when black denim is old when black denim gets old it's no longer like really black it's kind of ashy so I had on these like ashy black pants with these ashy black shoes and I want to say I had on a black long sleeve like uh waffle texture um long sleeve t-shirt but um yeah so September 11th 2001 there we are in our classrooms and we were in our classrooms when the second plane hit and I just remember thinking to myself like oh shit because you know even at that age like I started high school at 13 14 so at 11 12 you're still just kind of like okay, so some shit's going down somewhere. And um, you really don't know how to take it in. And so I just remember going home, and I, I want to say school was canceled the next day. So uh, September 11th um, was a school day, but I want to say school was canceled the very next day. Um as kind of like a day of mourning. And then um, the whole week, uh, teachers and stuff were just trying to do things that it wasn't really school. School wasn't really going on. It was just kind of like busy work. So we had to like um, write papers on basically what freedom meant to us. Or in um, one of my classes, we had to write a poem um, about 9-11. And I just remember at that age watching people, watching little bodies on the television jumping out of like the umpteenth story because they would have rather 
die falling out of a building than be burned alive or smushed. Like it, it is something that if, if you were not alive to witness, be thankful because it's just one of those things that you see that will never leave your, your memory. Like it, was literally most of the world watched a terrorist attack happen live on TV. And then the then you find out like the hijacking of the planes and then the plane that hit Pentagon and like I just remember thinking like oh shit like Stuff is going down. And I I normally don't talk about the military on this show because um, I don't. But I just remember, so in, in basic training, when, like, when you're no longer red phase, um, um, I want to say the last phase is blue phase. But when you're, when you're no longer the shitty phase... Um, and no longer the middle phase, you get this patch. And this patch basically is representing the um, a squad of soldiers who lost their lives in 9-11. And I remember standing there when we were given the patch. And, you know, the first sergeant was sitting there talking about what the patch means and um, what it means to wear the uniform and representing your country, and this, that, and the third. And I'm not even going to lie to you. I cried like a little baby. Like, I was sitting there, and they were like, my friend, he was like, Thompson, stop. And I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I wasn't like, ooh. But tears were, like, rolling down my cheek, and it was just, like, a really emotional moment for me. <laughs> and it was just... It was one of the few moments that I've actually cried in basic training because um, <laughs> I don't know if most people who have ever served told you this, but um, the first like one or two nights where you're actually in basic, not in reception, but when you're actually in basic, a lot of motherfuckers cried. <laughs> like a lot of people were laying on their bunks, just like... <laughs> What the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> but I just remember standing there in formation at parade rest, tears rolling down my face with pride and joy because, you know, I was one of the ones standing in the formation who was actually old enough to remember 9-11. Yeah, old as fuck. But um, 20 years, September 11th, 2021. So the Wikipedia page says, and I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, the September 11th attacks, also commonly referred to as 9-11, were a series of four coordinated terrorist attacks by the militant Islamic terrorist group Al-Qaeda against the United States of America on the morning of Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. On that morning, four commercial airliners traveling from 
the northeastern United States to California were hijacked mid-flight by 19 al-Qaeda terrorists. The hijackers were organized into three groups of five hijackers and one group of four. Each group had one hijacker who had received flight training and took over control of the aircraft. Their explicit goal was to crash each plane into prominent American buildings, causing a mass casualties and partial or complete destruction of the targeted buildings. The first plane to hit its target was American Airlines Flight 11. It was flown into the North Tower of the World Trade Center complex in Lower Manhattan at 8.46 a.m. 17 minutes later, at 9.03 a.m., the World Trade Center South Tower was hit by the United States. United Airlines Flight 175. Both 110-story towers collapsed within an hour and 42 minutes, leading to the collapse of other World Trade Center structures, including seven World Trade Center and significantly damaging surrounding buildings. People were jumping from an 110-story building. Now, I've been on roller coasters that have probably only flung my ass like 100 feet into the air. Um, well, more than 100 feet in the air. But I could not imagine having to come down to either jump in and hoping you die of a heart attack before you hit the ground or being burnt alive by jet fuel. Like that to me was one one of the most heartbreaking moments of the whole thing is just you're just watching someone's mother, brother, uncle, sister, aunt, cousin just flinging themselves out of windows. I mean... A handful of people got out of the towers and were okay. But the amount of lives that were lost on that day is just staggering. So as you move forward through the rest of this week, I just want you to kind of sit back and think about all the men, women, Mothers, brothers, cousins, sisters, aunts, lovers who volunteered to help out during this whole thing. All the firefighters and first responders who lost their lives during this. This was a turning point in America. And this this is why I didn't know where to put this in the show. Because it's not really a ha-ha Thing that I normally do, it was basically the moment that somebody woke us the fuck up. But, um, yeah, this is the 20th, 20th anniversary. Because if it's 2021 and it happened in 2001, that's 20 years. So, yeah, 20th anniversary of the September 11 um, attacks. R.I.P. to the families who lost loved ones. Um, Yeah, gone, but not forgotten. 
So for this week's segment of Gaming with T, we are once again talking about Fallout 4, the action role-playing game developed by Bethesda Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks, released November 10th, 2015 for Microsoft Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. If you've listened to the show, then you know I've talked about this game before, but I just wanted to say a quick few things, you know, just a quick few things. Back before I started playing the game, I watched this YouTube video, you know, Fallout 4 for Beginners, um, because the game really doesn't uh, explain itself well to you. And at the start of the video, it was just like, before you get into this game, know that this is going to take all of your time. So... You have no more time for friends. You have no more time for relationships. You have no more time for work, so quit your job. Hope you have a good savings account because this game is going to suck you in. Now, when I first started playing this game, because I had no fucking clue what I was doing, um, I wasn't really that hooked. And then watching another video, it said it takes a minute for you to actually get into the game and for shit to start getting good. And they were so right. So as of right now, I am about 28% into the game. And so I have Fallout 4 and all of the DLCs. So I want to say it's 28% into the entire game. Um, and right now I'm in Far Harbor and I'm level like 26, 27, something like that. And let me tell you, this game has me hooked. This game has me hooked. There is just so much you can do. If you want to actually spend time going on a quest, um, you could lose hours. Because, you know, you start off in one location, you're on your way to a destination, but on your way to the destination, you run into this quest, you do that. Then you keep going, you run into this quest, you do that. You keep going, you finally get to your destination, and by the time you look down at your watch, you've lost half the day. You lost five hours. You sat down at one o'clock, it is now 5.30, and yeah. Um, but also, if you want to just hop into the game and... Um, go collect some uh, fruit and go harvest some stuff and go get some scrap from all your settlements, then you can do that too. Like there's so much that you can do. And um, there is a building mode in this game that reminds me a lot of an updated Sims. So in the early 2000s, I was addicted to this computer game called The Sims. Um, And basically, my favorite thing to do in The Sims, I think there was like 12 neighborhoods. My favorite thing to do in The Sims was completely delete all the houses and um, build neighborhoods. I loved the house building um, function for the game. It really was what took entire weeks of my summers like I I remember um I had some mods for like the walls and stuff so one of my neighborhoods was it was literally just like trailer trash old tin walls but I had like small houses and medium-sized houses and mansions that were all built out of this like shitty ass material with like shitty ass furniture and stuff in it um and then I had like bamboo walls and houses and then brick walls and houses and um 
Yeah, so this game is very much like that. So once you actually get into settlement building, which honestly I'm going to say you need to watch some videos on because the the game does a piss poor job of teaching you how to build a settlement, but there's a slew of videos. So once you get into settlement building, it is very, very much sim-like because you are playing as a character and you're assigning people to things and you're building up an area. You have a very limited spot to build in, but you're building up an area and um, it, it's very, very addicting. If you have never played Fallout 4, go ahead and get it. That They have like the Game of the Year edition, um, which apparently has all the DLCs. So far, I am have kind of only dabbled in Animatron, and I'm in Far Harbor. Um, but this game, this game will suck time away from you. So, Jess, you have been warned. I have warned you. You will lose hours. Hours. Booty so big. Lord have mercy. Why keep buzzing like I do? Why keep flossing like I do? Why keep saucing like I do? Why keep costing like it do? All these ass up in my jeans, you can get up in between. You trying to get a piece of me? I can teach you a couple things. Y'all, I have told you. I have told you to keep an eye out for Miss Chloe Bailey. I, oh my God. She has dropped Have Mercy. And it is a whole fucking bop. I mean, Tina Knowles. Mama Tina Knowles is in her first, like, solo music video. Her, like... Um, mentor is the Beyonce. Beyonce has set this girl up for ultimate success. I'm sorry for a lot of you younger artists out there who are doing your thing, who, um, like Doja Cat. Doja Cat is doing good. She's doing her own thing. But boo, the way Beyonce has set this girl up for success is sickening. It, it almost makes me feel bad for a lot of these new and upcoming artists because, oh my God, this music video like is everything. There is, um, there is this very medusa uh vibe to the video and um she's in this black gown with this headdress and the bust of the black gown looks like the ram a ram's horns oh my god it's this this video I mean, even at the beginning when, like, everyone's walking into, like, it seems like a sorority house, but everyone's, like, walking into the sorority house. She is in a very, very Beyonce-inspired pose on top of the roof, and I'm just, like, snatched. She is snatched. And uh, now y'all know, ooh, I have been talking about, she is seven, seven kinds of fine, and I, I just know that, um, yeah, she is about to snatch, snatch all the things, 
because this is a whole fucking bop. I mean, booty so big, Lord have mercy. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, I have literally watched that video at least seven times today, today alone, because when I was taking a shower, I had it on, and as I was getting ready, it was just on replay, on replay, on replay, and I was just like, oh, like, she, mm. now, I'm not really getting the whole um, goddess locks, the blonde goddess locks with the black roots showing. I'm not really sure what that is. Um, that is the only thing I'm just, I've just kind of like, hmm. I don't know if there's symbolism there. Um, because to me, I, that was not my fave. Um, it just looks a little unfinished. I mean, she's gorgeous, but I was just kind of like, hmm. Now, if the black faded into blonde, kind of like, uh, um, damn, an ombre. So if the black faded into blonde, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. But the whole just like the harsh blonde starting at the base and um, and then just going to, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I mean, she's, she's beautiful. The picture's beautiful, but to me, for the amount of money she has and the amount of people that are behind her in all of this, I'm just kind of like, hmm. I know that there was a gay man back there screaming, hollering, like, what the fuck? Um, but other than that, that, that's my only gripe about the whole video. That That's my only gripe about the whole video was those blonde goddess locks not fading from black into blonde. But other than that, she is a queen. She is a queen. I I don't know what they're called, but I am a stan. I am a Chloe stan. I mean, Hallie is cute. Um, Hallie's doing her acting thing. But Chloe has been giving us the vocals from her, I'm going to leave the door open. I'm going to leave the door open. I'm going to leave the door open, boy. Open, open covers and um, birds flying high. You know how I feel. Sun in the sky. You know how I feel. Oh, freedom is mine. Oh, she gives me life. And I am excited that we have a bop. We have a bop. So if you have not listened to Have Mercy by Chloe Bailey, let me just learn you something real quick. So the lyrics at the beginning of Have Mercy um, kind of go, why I keep bossing like I do? Why I keep flossing like I do? 
Why I keep saucing like I do? Why it keep costing like it do? All this ass up in my jeans. You can't get up in between. You trying to get a piece of me. I can teach you a couple things. Ooh, like, I, like, I'll educate you how to do this shit. Temporary, that's never rary. I'm necessary. Yeah, I'm that bitch. Like, um, shout out to Chloe Bailey with her amazing mentor, Beyonce. And like just in that music video, seeing. So when I saw it the first time, I was just kind of watching and, you know, like doing my thing, you know, doing other things, watching the music video. And then I happened to glance and I was like, wait, roll that back. And I was like, that, that's Beyonce mama. That right there. Hold on. And then I had to go, took to the Google. And I was like, and I was like, yes, Tina knows. Mama Beyonce herself. I'm just saying, if if you could just call someone as well-known, oh, that's not the word, as well-known as Tina Knowles, and just be like, hey, can you do me a quick little favor? Can you make just like a quick little like 22-second appearance in a video for me real quick? And she's like, yeah, baby, anything for you. And I'm just like, ugh. Like I said, if you have not seen it, go check it out. It is definitely worth a watch, a listen. And if you are not hooked, mm, might want to go get your ears checked because it's a whole fucking bop. So for this week's segment of What's Thompson Watching, we definitely have to discuss the new Cinderella. The new Cinderella in 2021, which is just one of the many Cinderella stories that we have been given in my lifetime alone. I can think of the Lizzie McGuire one, the one with Selena Gomez, the one with Kiki Palmer, um, the one with Brandy and Whitney Houston, um, the one where this wicked stepmother wore Parisian couture, um, and now... Uh, this one with uh, pop artists um, Camilla, um, Billy Porter, Idina Menzel, James Corden, um, Pierce Bronson, Missy Elliott, Doc Brown, uh, Luke Latchman, Beverly Knights. There's just this one had an all star cast, but I was not in love. So I get that in television and in movies, a lot of the singing is not done while they're filming. I get it. A lot of, it's just like a music video. A lot of the singing's not done during the music video. But a lot of Camilla's voiceovers for her singing was very lip-synced and I couldn't turn away like I, I it was like watching a train crash and I I couldn't unsee it and then the fact that it was just it was music you knew already but 
It wasn't like original music for the movie. So, like, at least in The Cinderella with Whitney Houston and um, Brandy, it was like, In my own little corner, in my own little chair, I can be whatever I want to be. And in this one, they're singing like, we are a part of a rhythm nation. And I'm, it just, I was just like, huh? Like, what? And then, um, so the costuming of the, the, um, the, the costuming is, is semi-period. But then, um, yeah, it's it's semi period, and then you see like the guy who's kind of like the proc saying the proclamations of the king. He's coming out with his band, and they have on these giant gold hoops with their names on the inside, or the, I don't know if it's their names, but there's a name on the inside, and I'm just kind of like, mm, that, mm, no, that that don't fit, that does not go. Um, and then their hairstyles were also very very. Um, Moesha, uh, Meet the Parkers, not um, hairstyles that were worn back then. And I was just kind of just like, oh, oh, nope. It was just, for me, there was a lot happening. There was a lot going on at once. And then the stepsisters weren't really mean. They just kind of seemed stupid. So like, um... In the cartoon, the original cartoon, the, the wicked stepsisters were wicked, you know? And the wicked stepmother was a complete bitch, but she was the villain, you know? They set it up from the beginning. She's the villain. She's the one that we don't like, okay? Um, but Idina Menzel is playing um, the wicked stepmother. And I'm just kind of... I was not getting Wicked Stepmother vibes from her. She was kind of being too nice. Like when one of the guys comes and asks for Cinderella's hand in marriage, um, normally the the villain is supposed to, like, Cinderella can't marry nobody. She's poor, you know? She is a servant, you know? And it seems like this, like, Idina Menzel is trying to, like, sell her off so that way she can still save face within the community and I'm just I was just I was thrown I was thrown for a loop and yes they did have one fat one and one skinny one which tends to be a trend um with Cinderella at least as of late because in the cartoon they were both kind of skinny um but yeah I just I just was not feeling it and then there's this whole scene like Basically, after the wicked stepmother, like, destroys her dress that she worked hard on, um, and then she's going out into, like, the courtyard of their house or their farm or the ranch or whatever, and she's singing, and, uh, it's just, it just seemed very, it seemed very, uh, Disney original movie. And I want to say, like, not, uh, for, for theaters, very Friday night Disney original movie Halloween Town Hocus Pocus no 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 because Hocus Pocus was a bomb Halloween Town um like it just seemed like very much one of those Friday night movies that you would just watch uh because it was new you know 
I, mm, I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was not feeling it. So James Corden is um, one of the mice. And after they become people, like him and his people kind of had some like funny lines. But I just, to me, it, they just seemed very out of place for the film. Because like at one point they're talking about peeing out of their front tail. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, haha. Um, but then it just... Everything seemed to be over the top, and it wasn't in a good way over the top. Everything just seemed to be very extra, and it just took away from what could have been a very good film because they are all very good actors, but I think because they were all in a role that they felt was so iconic, they just tried to take it there. Now, one scene that I did like, Idina Menzel, um basically is trying to teach her daughters like, hey, like if you don't find a husband, you're going to be doing chores. And then they sing uh, Material, like Material Girl by Madonna. Living in a material world. Bum, 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 And that was cute when, you know, the daughters are flirting with like the ranch hand or whatever, and he was hot. But um, I thought that little tidbit was cute. But the whole intro scene where they're singing like Rhythm Nation was mm -mm, corny. And not corny in a like a, I could watch this way, but corny in a like, oh, when is this over? Like, it almost reminded me. So like when you watch the Medea plays uh, when Tyler Perry first came out. So in the Medea plays... Like, everything's funny, you're laughing, you're having a good time, and then all of a sudden, the stage goes dark. And you're like, damn it, somebody about to sing. And then there's this, like, long, drawn-out, emotional song that's, like, four minutes long, and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and you don't have control of the remote, so you can't fast-forward through that shit, so you're just kind of, like, stuck. And that's, that's very much what it put me in the mind of. Now, the saving grace for this film is the one Billy Porter. Billy Porter is the fabulous godmother and comes fluttering down from a butterfly in this gorgeous... I, I'm colorblind as fuck, but I want to say it's this orange frock and he has these gold um jewels dripped around his neck and he has on gold like sequins leggings and platform pumps and he he was a nice distraction from the rest of the movie um and then him and camilla kind of sing a cute little song together in the courtyard which wasn't horrible but billy porter was kind of like my um like, okay, this movie could be okay, but, but I was wrong. I was very wrong. And then Camilla is supposed to be like a fashion designer. Um, she, she wants to be a dressmaker. So she uh, is doing all these sketches and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this could be really cute. Because after watching Disney Cinderella, I was just like, oh, we about to get, like, fashion fashion. Because, you know, she's a pop star. So I figured that they would do some, like, good shit for her. But the dress that they end up making as the Cinderella, like, ball gown looks... Mm. 
so I discussed princess gowns before, and I'm just like, Beauty and the Beast's gown when she's coming down those stairs in those rolls, rows and rolls of fabric and bows and ribbon um, and off the shoulder. I was just like, gorgeous. Um, in the cartoon, in real life, they fucked it up. In the Cinderella, the theater version, um, she is in a steel-boned corset, and she has layers and layers and layers of organza, and she's wearing literally glass slippers, and she looks absolutely breathtaking, and the gowns in that movie were breathtaking. But in this one, she kind of looks like it, it kind of looks like a custom dress that she got from a designer in Miami for prom. So it's cute, but it's not movie quality. And then her shoes were supposed to be glass, but when they definitely showed them on the table, they were definitely vinyl, like that plasticky, um, that clear plasticky material. Like they, they didn't even make the shoe look like glass. It was just clear plastic. Like, you could have at least had a glass shoe as a prop, you know? Like, just so when it was laying down. Um, but no, we couldn't get that. We got a... It was it was a cute pump. It was a cute stiletto. Um, but to me, this this movie just seemed very budget. And I know they probably didn't have a, which to me seems completely just staggering because of the cast, but it seems to me like they didn't have a lot of money for this film because B- Billy Porter outshined Camilla in that scene because what he had on versus what she had on no comparison I'm going to save a photo and I'm going to post it to the Twitter so y'all can see what I'm talking about but what she has on looks very cheap looks very someone's drag queen best friend um had four hours to throw something together and this is what he came up with I'm just not a fan not a fan I'm just to me Cinderella is an iconic iconic look and it should have had the budget to do so but yeah not a fan um I'm gonna be completely honest and say after Cinderella left the ball I stopped watching. I was like, I can't. there was like another 40 minutes left of the movie. I was like, I can't do this to myself. So the new Cinderella 2021 was a big thumbs down for me. Um, but yeah, if, if some of y'all enjoyed it, great. Like, glad for you. But to me, it will always be um, impossible. Floor plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible. Whitney Houston and Brandy, or like I said, the um, theatrical two theaters version um, that came out sometime in like 2014, 2015, I think. Could be wrong about the dates, but 
Um, yeah, this new Cinderella on Amazon Prime did not do it for me. So that, ladies and gentlemen, wraps up this week's episode of Tea with Thompson. This is episode 24. Episode 24 of Tea with Thompson. Y'all have stuck out with me for 24 weeks. And let me tell you, we are beginning to grow. So when I first started the show, I was only having listeners from two countries, you know, Germany and America. Well, the United States. Um, But now... I have listeners all the way, United States, Germany, Brazil, Spain, Iceland, the Netherlands, and France. Look at me being international, y'all. I, ooh, if my English teacher could see me now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm super excited to know that I am getting out there and people are liking the zany little things that I do. Um, I reached out to somebody the other day and he was just kind of like I love the fact that you kind of like sing on the show um it adds a little bit to it and I was like yeah this is just me being me in like real life you know (laughs) I am who I am I am that I am you know Maya Angelou once said if someone tells you who they are Believe them. (laughs) And this is me, loud, live, and in color. Well, loud, live, and a man of color. (laughs) But um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. It means the absolute most to me. As always, if you would like to keep up with what's going on in my life and things I have planned for the show, then you can check us out at teawiththompson at twitter.com. That's T-E-A with Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N at twitter.com and you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest of everything that I have going on in my life and things that I have planned for the show. And if you would like to reach out to me, you could do so either on my Twitter at T with Thompson, T-E-A with T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, or you can reach out to me at our email address. That's T with Thompson at gmail.com. That's T-E-A with Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N at gmail.com. And you can ask me whatever you want. And who knows, maybe you may end up on next week's episode. So... As always, stay motivated, get caffeinated, and have a great fucking day.